And now, a touch of beauty is added to our program. Hello, boys. Uh, welcome, one and all, to another marvelous episode of the Middle-Aged Metalheads. Uh, man, it's going to be a great episode because we're having another mixtape uh, session here with uh, with Tom Spada, uh, also known as Stymie, and I totally what? ruined your name there. Holy How shit. Saying, I've heard, <laughs> listen, Tom Spada. I've heard, I've heard that name butchered my whole Slobata. life. Slobata. Brad. And that is... is That's one, one I've never heard. That is... Well, it's a whole new butchering to me. So, congrats to you on that. Shalaba. I'm going to go with Shalaba. There you go. There you go. that easy. I wanted it to be the bread, though. <laughs> oh, I wasn't but, thinking about the bread. Nevertheless, here, here we are. We're uh, we're one guy short. John uh, Harden has to uh, tend to situations undetermined in another place. But, uh, as always, joined by David Timoney there in philly yo sucking up the tears from a really disappointing uh i don't want to talk about it yeah talk about it i don't want to talk about it yeah and uh and, and colin likewise <laughs> yeah. colin bosser the metal lord there in uh, in white all hey, hey. and uh yeah so we're, we're we're glad to bring uh tom love lava we're just we're just gonna fuck i thought just this tom let's just call him tom. actually he's just noticed stymie that's fine since the fall of, of 1990 and, and, and he's before, been stymie. maybe before we even get started like you, you and david are longtime friends and yeah. maybe there's some backstory on how did you get the nickname stymie because i remember uh, you know, oh, i, I remember it from i remember Russell. this like it was yesterday tell the tale dave we were at a, a get together. I, I I was in a band. <laughs> a get together. I was in a band <laughs> with a fellow we all know named Joey Mahoney. Yes, uh, and a friend of the show. A friend of the show. A legend. Um, and you know we'd like playing music and hanging out and having fun. And see Tom, unlike us, had a job. So Tom went to work. And like after work, I had convinced him. I was like, "Dude, the scene is great. You're gonna meet some cool people. You should come." He finally was like, "Cool, I'm gonna do it." Hopped on the train, got picked up, came, played music, hung out, ate food, the whole nine. But since Tom had a job, guess what happens to Tom? At like, I don't know, say nine, ten o'clock at night, he gets tired. Tom gets tired. <laughs> He's gotta go to sleep. <laughs> He's gotta get up the next morning. So there's like a two house rager going on down at Rock Hill Road in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and Tom is in the recliner snoozing and and uh so responsible and our buddy pat who at the time was a was an aspiring journalist sat down while we were all just like sitting around the living room with a sleeping stymie on the on the couch or on the recliner and he proceeded to interview tom and since tom was out cold and half snoring he's like so what brings you here you don't say there stymie and from that day forward he was stymie. Ain't that right, stymie? Ain't that right, stymie? <laughs> you know, I want to say somebody. I think that's the weekend that somebody had a, a video camera. There might be a videotape somewhere of that interview. <laughs> but it, but is there like a little rascals episode where like stymie is like snoring? No, no. I mean, no, he was using no. lowercase s stymie. Lowercase okay. s. Yes. Yeah, not referring to him as one of the one of the few minority little rascals. No, no, no. 
Yeah, if, no appropriation if they, if they here. They were buckwheat at this point. It'd be like that. Ah, yeah, yeah, it'd yeah, be level. different. It'd be different. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice to get to know everybody and all. But first, uh, as John Harden would say, "We can medal." The week in metal. The week in metal, week in metal, week in metal with the middle-aged metalheads. Middle-aged metalheads, middle-aged metalheads, this is the week in metal. Weak and metal, weak and metal, weak and metal with the middle aged metalheads. <laughs> that was a middle great one. Age metal uh, heads, probably your best. Metal, I didn't deserve what it was. Was it the ghost one? I don't know. We'll see. Wow. But it was it was it was definitely so top notch. What you like, got uh, you know what? I was gonna I was gonna I was on the list first here, but um I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by your um. Are by you your, now? By no, your, your topic. I'm not. Please, I'm not. Please enlighten so Michael. It's so Michael. I read it. And I'm like, really? Hey, I've really yeah. Like a, a ghost is not like uh, my go-to, like you know, chill music or anything. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it seems like in the the current sort of cultural, you know, pop culture landscape that we live in mm-hmm. merch is like everything you know you can sell you know albums i guess and and ghost does do that they move yeah. units and they sell out shows and they're, they're their shirts are very nice for their outlandishness and their shock value and whatnot so it should probably come as no surprise that they've uh they brought back this is the 10th year anniversary uh edition of their phallos mortuus which is a dick of death, you know. For a, if, you, if you don't know your Latin, that's your uh, it's your dick of death. Is that what that um, means? And, and, and so if it's because Christmas is getting so so close now. You really ought to do your uh, shopping. You know, there's there's some links there that you can get from uh, Metal Sucks, and again, like uh, so, Ghost has put out their um, dildo and butt plug set. Um, uh. It comes in a nice, tasteful Bible box that is like a golden boss. It's got artwork. It's got red velvet lining. Really tasteful. Oh, yeah. And, and inside, Ooh. it's like a... Wow. It's got a, it's got a bronze effect metal adult toy with a crucifix logo base, a ghost brush uh, metal logo pin, so you can also be representing for the, for the band while you also plug in the butt plug so it's 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 got a little something for everybody Uh, Um, he's got a mustache in this one too there's there's also a weirdly sort of like included divorce paper scroll with customized ghost foil l emblem i don't know it's 225 bucks so it's definitely for your uh True fans in your life. <laughs> True fans, and, and, and for the people in your life that you really want to give them. If, if people are already into Ghost, this is a way to get Ghost inside of you. Mm-hmm. Just one there way. You go. Move up, move up, please. Though I don't know. If you know, like you, should, you should really write the tagline. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't even know. If, like, I think the lube that they probably should put out would be like ectoplasm. Just you know, that, it's like a Ghostbusters tie-in. But uh, yeah, I saw that, and it's like. Yeah, that's 
that's that's taken the whole merch level way up way up does, does it come with uh branded disinfectant wipes <laughs> um I, probably and they they're probably black um and they're probably mostly bleak. Uh, but uh, uh, okay. yeah, there's there, there's some incredible sort of like commentary there, uh, you know, following the story. But you know, check it out on Metal Sucks, and also mm-hmm. just you go go to the Ghost website and check out all their beautiful merch, including the dildo butt plug. I am regretting that. Um, <laughs> Which part of you are you regretting? Curiosity. I'm regretting the curiosity, is what I'm regretting. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, that's I, in your browser so history. Well so we could get high. It really is. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in and just let everybody know, uh, just just in case. Uh, the underground metal pioneers Sirith Ungol, uh, named after the mountain pass which is the stronghold of the orcs in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Nerd. Or the, dude, dude, I only know this because I looked it up. I was like, what a stupid name. <laughs> um, but I'm going to tell you, after uh, careful deliberation, the band Sirith Ungol have decided that 2024 is going to be their last year. That uh, having taking a, taken a 25-year-long hiatus, um, <laughs> they've decided that they're going to wrap it up in 2024 so you may not have seen them um, 25 years in 25 years so this is your shot ladies and gentlemen Um, they made an announcement here that says legions this is your call to arms if you've never had the opportunity to see the band live 2024 will be your last chance we will be announcing shows worldwide in the coming weeks so stay tuned for news if you're a promoter give us a call (laughs) Oh, that's that's the sad part, right? Phone is ringing off the hook. Call me. Hey, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I'll be opening for them at bar thirteen. We we have not now. You're not tough. We have a backslide at the local Holiday Inns. Just like just send us a response there, dude. Um, um, These guys look rough. Yeah, but they they were a thing. You know, going back in the early, early days, I think they, they came out on Metal Blade, and they're still on Metal Blade. I guess they got a record coming out. I mean, it's but, been 25 years. But I will also news break: uh, Led Zeppelin is breaking up too, and they're not going to tour anymore. <laughs> I mean, 2024 might be the last year. <laughs> like the last time you might see them ever. Uh, but I actually took some time to do a little bit of a deep dive on Sirith Ungol, uh not so long ago. It, they're not bad. They're yeah. surpri- They're like surprisingly decent. Like if, if this came on the radio, you'd shazam it. You'd be like, "Geez, who is this? I, I, yeah, I this is pretty good." And then you'd it would come up, and you'd go, "Oh, no, oh, it's like, no, what, I'm what, not, what, is this the rabbit that. hole that I stumbled into?" No. But yeah, like they're they're early kind of pioneers, definitely down there in like the the lower rungs. Um, you know, you go from like. Testament, Metal Church, and then go down like 30 other bands. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> these guys too. When when people say they're standing on the shoulders of giants, these guys are like, they're at the very bottom. <laughs> they're, 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 in, they're in the armpit there. <laughs> but again, like, not, not bad. But like, again, it, it, it definitely seems, it, it stinks of stunt. It's like, how do we? We got to get in there. And we got to get some like, nice 401k money so we could just like 
go out. And, yeah, I mean, they probably got hit for for taking some of that like um, some of that COVID money to keep everybody employed. They're like, well, if you're not going out on tour, you got to give that money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colin, you, you went to this band at all? I no, I, I've heard of them. <clears throat> um, they're they're definitely interesting looking group of fellows. I don't care for the lead singer who sh- who shaves off the top of his mustache, but not <laughs> but not the parts that hang down it's the, the side. An- it's the anti Hitler mustache. <laughs> but uh, no, I've only I've only heard of them in legend. I've never spent any time listening. I think to I think Merle Allen has that has that mustache. I think mean, Mars did that for a while too. It was really sort of unsettling to watch. Yeah. Like, G.G. Allen's brother had like, he had like the cookie duster, like the full like curtains. It, it's almost like sort of like inverse Hitler. It's like. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. But maybe I'll check them out since David said they weren't too bad. Maybe you got some, you probably got some of their some. picture discs down in the basement of Mars. Uh, I might. Yeah. I might. Uh, you know, if you if you if you assemble the random bits of facial hair they have, <laughs> you, you almost get a full beard. <laughs> you know, I think he's on to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, please please don't do that. And then you look. Then, then the one guy looks like somebody's uncle. Like, let me just let me just get in this shot. Man, that's cool though. Hey man, they all look like the tour manager. So um, there were one guy short, so they brought the accountant. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch John's weekend metal because I'm gonna leave it to Stymie to to, to pile on because I'm clueless here. Apparently, Judas Priest has a new record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a new yeah. single out. Talk to me, Tom. They have a new album coming out soon. Um, impenetrable shield or some shit like that um mm-hmm. but the the new singles panic attack and it's good yeah yeah, yeah I, I just sound, it. yeah halford sounds great on it and, now, you, uh, you're saying that like he sounds great for for as old as he is or he actually like sounds great old? yeah okay and uh, i'm going to say something that's probably that may be taken as sacrilegious by someone all right let's take dio for example when he was, when he did the Heaven and Hell record, you could hear he didn't have the power anymore in his voice. You could hear the years on him, and then we, you know, found out later on that he had the, the, the cancer and all that. Um, but you're like, yeah, this isn't Dio from 1987, okay? When you heard those records, I don't know if it's digital stuff. I mean, yeah, there's some, there is some synthy stuff in there and I was kind of surprised I was like is that a little taste of turbo it really yeah. is Turbo's that, oh yeah it you is you know there was like the, the transition with the modulating synth and I'm like mm, that's interesting but there's parts you know how give it to Halford he's still got the power in Dude, that's amazing if it's if it's a turbo throwback I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a listen it's, it's very <laughs> the production's very mod so it, 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 it's that really modern, really crisp, clean, very compressed. Um, All right. But yeah. you know, it, it, it sounds it sounds really good. It's, it's a good track. Oh, a little yeah. bit. There's sure. some trickery going on. There. Is there some trickery going on? Oh there? yeah, we've seen him live a lot, and he doesn't really, sound like that yeah, anymore. I, I'm hoping yeah, they put out a they'll put out a video with some of those dancing skeleton dudes again. <laughs> they're in, <laughs> they're in the wings. They're waiting. But it's a, it's a it's it's a banging track. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I like it's, it's a lot better than that. What's that Nostradamus shit they did a few years back? Good Lord, that was awful. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Yeah. That was Fair terrible. Enough. And again, like, so they, they just announced the, the, the new record. That they probably played Panic Attack 2 when they were there at the, the Power Trip. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have an episode devoted to like, Power Trip or recap and stuff. But apparently it was like an enormous cash grab shit show. Kind of like, I don't think anybody really had like a good time there. I don't know, man. Some people, like, I, I saw that video of ACDC. And they sounded like hell warmed over. But then, like, all these articles came out talking about how ACDC rocked. Yeah, no, again, like, most of the reviews, at least as far as ACDC went, uh, and Metallica were, and, and Tool were just sort of, like, glowing. And, and Iron Maiden were, were good. Guns N' Roses was good. Uh, Juice Breeze was good. But it was, like, just the whole event and getting there and staying there and the whole... You yeah, know, every video yeah, I've you know, seen of Halford, like 104 degrees he looks like he's like oh. hunched over a toilet throwing up his guts. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. Definitely, definitely a rough slog for everybody involved. I hope they thought it was worth it. But, uh, yeah. you know. Colin, what do you got? Well, I have something I just want to bring up for discussion. I don't really have a uh, article or anything that I pulled from the the interweb there just something yeah. to think just something to talk about so i went to see the zach brown band um last week <laughs> that's, and that's just david's uh, sort of welcome to middle-aged country heads hey look I'm, I'm open right i got i got an opportunity to see him so i went and uh it was good it was a good I show i hear he's quite a chef <laughs> so while i'm okay i i we'll go with that so while I'm there, though, he did more cover tunes than I would expect. But mm. I thought about it. Cover tunes are actually very popular these days. The, a lot of the combination videos we see, a lot of the shows I see, a lot of the, 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 the music that I hear on television commercials and other things are remakes of songs. A lot of cover songs are happening. Uh-huh. Is it a tribute or is it a crutch? Because I got to be honest, I'm leaning towards crutch. I'm leaning towards cash grabs, instant recognition, winning over drunk people, making people happy because they can sing the words. Is it really a tribute anymore? Or are we just kind of losing the desire to really push new boundaries? So what what, what songs was he doing, uh, Colin? As far he as- did The Devil Went Down to Georgia... Okay. He he covered. Um, oh geez, I hadn't a- expected anybody to ask me that. Uh, they, <laughs> he did a pink. He did "Wish You Were Here" at the tail oh, end. Really? He did um, Bob Marley at the tail end of one of his songs, and and there was a whole a whole country um, bunch you know put together in like a medley. And and again, I get it. I, but they Nickelback did Copperhead Road when I saw them, and I oh. I really do appreciate a good yeah. cover tune. I think everybody kind of goes. But if you think about the videos we see, right? All these people pushing themselves together as duets. The 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 guy uh, we were talking about, Lizzie Hale, right? And uh, Daughtry, I think, was was with her. Oh, and right, yeah. They're doing with, a cover uh, with Tom Keeper and Tom Keeper, and they're doing a cover <laughs> track. And then you hear you hear a commercial or you watch a movie, and you're like, oh, that's you know this this song, but that's a cover. You know, somebody else is doing that. My brother was just telling me there's a. So a how remake. many? Uh, so at, at at this show you were at this this metal show you were just at. Uh, what's his name again? Zach Brown. Man. Zach Brown. Uh, how many covers <laughs> did he do? Like five? Uh, I left about 
20 minutes early to beat the traffic and I, I looked at the set list and it was probably total yeah 10 10 snippets or covers of songs wow that's a lot that's that, a lot that, so that that seems to be like his gig right well He's but again a medley was five right and then he added the Pink Floyd on one song and added the Bob Marley in another song and then did the Charlie Daniels song all by itself. So, like, there was probably 10 total, but not everyone was a, a full song, but there was pieces mm-hmm. put yeah. in. And again, when I've seen other bands recently this year, I just, I, I, see, I see them bringing these things up and I think, like when Nickelback did Copperhead Road, it was a good, it was a good version. I love Copperhead Road. It's a great song. But in yeah, my head, I'm thinking... Girl. Pardon me, Steve Earle. Yeah. So I was thinking, why? Like, why are why are people throwing these into? It, it, yeah. My mind is hearing them more. I guess we always heard them, right? Van Halen's famous for all their cover songs and things. But it just, but it just seems to me that I'm hearing them more. Yeah, uh, just actually, I heard a comment recently. You know, Pink was in town. Yeah, with her big summer carnival tour thing, and she did. Four or five covers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, they're crowd pleasers. They're they're it's low hanging fruit. They're, they're crowd pleasers. They help to like, especially if like you, you again. There's there's probably got to be some calculation in the sense like if you have like a strong back catalog, you know you you know if you're a band like I don't know let's just say like you're Judas Priest, you know Judas Priest isn't gonna like cover Johnny Be Good anymore on you know on stage. That's why I'm never gonna like, see. But. Uh, you know, or, or even do Diamond and Rust, but uh, they'll definitely do like uh, the Green Man Alicia with the two prong crown. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I but I, I get the sense like, like Colin, you're seeing these like summertime festivals and stuff, and like the cover songs, like they're, they're really good to sort of like spike a little sort of crowd participation. People like I know this song, I don't know Jack <laughs> Brown from like. You know that you know the Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas Band, but like, damn, it's like dude, he did a really good job of that uh, that John Fogerty song, Center Field. You know, it's funny though. It's like, in one sense, if if you do a cover and you do it well, it can kind of be your thing, right? Yeah. If you do a cover and you do it poorly, oh, like so bad, right? Yeah. I, and again, like if you're like, but if you did like five covers, I mean, Tom, imagine like as as a I don't I haven't gigged in years, but I'm gonna tell you when I when we start talking covers, it's because we got to fill time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's or, or you know my strategy has always been we would throw one in, right because you know you're playing in an original sure. set in a club, yeah. nobody knows who the hell you are. Yeah, you know. We would throw in, you know, Dead Flowers or um, Violent Solution back in the day. We closed every show with Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, that to me up. makes did, sense because... because did, I not, did I really not notice that? <laughs> and that to me makes sense because I think you do need... It is a cheap pop, right? Everybody wants to yeah. tap their feet. Again, by that time, especially everybody's kind of hammered and they want to sing a little bit. And I totally get that. I guess it just seems like there's when when we seem to be sharing tracks and things on our our WhatsApp and and you start to to pay attention to the, it just seems like there's more covers hitting hitting the airwaves as a way of staying current and not necessarily this is my new song and it just it's kind of a it's it's making me feel a little cop cop out you know in the way. Wow. That, 
It's also capitalism, right? If you think about it, look at all those back catalogs that have been sold over the last few years. Mm -hmm. You know, these artists selling their catalogs to these to these big groups for two hundred fifty million dollars and and whatnot. Okay, the, the Queen. Those people who bought those two billion. Those people who bought, you know, whoever's back. Tina Turner. Be, Tina Turner sold her. Tina, right. Yeah. Right. So, so they need to make money off that. So they're going to make money off of it by licensing it. So, what's another way of licensing it is talking to somebody at the label because these people all have connections, obviously, right? So they're talking to people at labels. Labels are pushing these covers on people, you know, because they need a hit and a good a cover is yeah. it's like a, almost a guaranteed hit if, it, if it's if it's any decent yeah. so because of the familiarity of it that yeah. so what makes yeah. money the people who own the publishing yeah. to that song yeah okay the, 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 so the, the whole cover art is like the that's that's the history of rock and roll going back when you know you had you know pat boone covering race you know music as it were like doing like uh tutti fruity it's like i don't know it's not safe for people to listen to uh you know little richard but oh the pat boone version that's a banger kiss. that pat right. boone version is fire so 70 years later we're, we're not much further as you were saying there tom it's like we're, we're still in the same sort of marketing space where it's like here's a familiar song but it's got a little different twist a little flavor and, and you know when you're when you're performing as like zach brown is live you know, nobody's getting paid off of that. It's just sort of like it's, maybe as Colin was saying, it's a little bit of a crutch. It's like I don't have it's a crutch. I don't, yeah. I don't have I don't have enough music to like get people interested in my song. So let's let's do I don't know. Let's do Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best shot. Do that one. Cool. Mm. And that would probably be a banger too. Mm -hmm. Damn. Mm. Yeah. But it, 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 that sounds a little disappointing. I, I remember like seeing like. Uh, Kiss for the first time, maybe the second time. Yeah, definitely Crazy Nights. And they brought out um, Won't Get Fooled Again. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, uh, like I was like trying to sing along. I'm like, I don't really recognize this song so much as a Kiss song, but I kind of know <laughs> this song. And, but it was like, that was a way a band could kind of like, get a little cred off of like a you know a more established band. yeah and and the Call opening back. bands the opening bands that night obviously had cover tunes right they're opening bands they need that pop i guess i'm yeah. just i guess i just think established artists don't need that crutch after a while you should be able to stand on your own and not cover songs so much that i bring it up on our <laughs> podcast to say my god how many cover songs are out there? Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. one, one of my one of my favorite Metallica records yeah. is the first Garage Days. Dude, first Garage Days. Yeah. Re revisited. Yep. We're gonna get a little taste of that off of some of your uh, selection. Yeah, there's a little taste there, but it, it's not. There. That's not the Metallica version. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely not. But yeah, right. version. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we dive in and we can get your we can get your liner notes as we go. Right, yeah. So typically, so, uh, what we do here. Everybody got their apps ready. Hey, you got headphones, man. Uh, I don't do headphones. Oh my gosh. Like I, I don't. Yeah. It's just, 
He's he's yeah. He's got to be the uh, he's he's got to be that guy. The rest of us yeah. have headphones on. <laughs> okay. Stance has to be that guy. Earphones. Then no. Are we ready? It's as if we I think we are. On three, right? Here we go. We're gonna count up to three. Three. Okay. On Hold three. One. On three I'd or say, after three? Wait, wait, wait. On on three. <laughs> when I when I say the number three, then it's time. Okay. One, two, three. I can't believe you picked this song. It's a good song. Whoa. What are you talking about, Sydney? A great album opener. A great. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer any comments. Sense. Thank you. Oh yeah, okay. you got some Wrathchild here from Killers by some Iron Maiden. Yeah. It's not Dickinson though, Stymie. This is interesting no. to me. No, yeah. I'm actually I I uh, I have a soft spot for Paul Diano. Oh, nice. me too. I love Paul Diano. Paul Diano has a soft spot for you. <laughs> I think he, does. he probably he does. does. He's got Several. tattoos. Several. He's got a tattoo that says Stymie on his ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> So tell, yeah. tell us about how you got into this song, Tom, and why you bring it to us. So, you know, I, I approached this playlist um, from my musical perspective as a bass player. So this song, you know, listening to heavy music and, and it's very, you know, guitar driven. Um, it was like, this was one of the first songs I heard in, in this genre that was driven by the bass right and you know that opening riff and you know everybody falling in on it and yeah it just drives everything and it's got some this song just has great hooks yeah and, this and part again, right here da -da, da -da, come on it's just, <laughs> yeah this, this is this is straight this is a record from 1981 uh yeah like kind of like almost cusping the, the the new wave of british heavy metal and becoming something you know a, less sort of associated with like pop or punk or those other influences that are going on in britain at the time it's definitely kind of metal you know there's there's definitely some interesting moments on this record but this is steve harris kind of like at his rawest best yeah yeah there's and the thing you know i'm a big first album right like you know um and you know this early records where these bands are just so hungry you know and they've been honing these songs and out there humping it hump, humping gear around and playing these in clubs after night after night and they're you know they're taking their shot and they're just they're just going at it and they just there's just this energy that hits different and it comes through in the music comes through in the performances and you know this definitely to me you know has has all of that you know yeah, yeah. that's a great song it, it's I, that, the, I, the hunger i've said it before man. there yeah i mean i've said it before the minutes. thing that i remember most about that song is it would show up on mtv and it was like that crappy live video Oh yeah! It, oh, it, that video is off. Raw footage. Yeah. yeah. And we're we're on already to another song that I can't believe. We're, we're, we're on uh, Flotsam and Jetsam. How did you, uh, dude? How did you not expect Flotsam and Jetsam, dude, on my playlist? Just... The master sleeps. As no as our as our drummer Dom used to say, Flotsam and Jism. 
<laughs> of course he would. I was just about to so say dumb. that. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. So like, why uh, not? So where where does this again? Like I know some early Flotsman Jetsman. Where, where does this fit into their whole uh, discography? Um, this is the second album after Newstead, I believe. So after um, he left, that yeah. So this is like the the fourth album. Um, okay. And it's the second one with the bass player Troy Gregory, um, and I'm. I'm I like. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of power to the vocal. Um, You know, full disclosure. I read about this record in Bass Player Magazine that this new Flotsam record was coming out, and uh, you know, I ran out. I ran up to Jolly Records to see if they had it, and bought the tape. And um, I was like, wait a second, that dude's slapping a bass in a metal song, and I was like. That's funky. You could do that, right? It's like you could do that. I gotta do that. That's Larry Mitchell. Larry Mitchell's coming in for the session. Like, hey, Larry, Jason Newsted just left. Okay. All right. Now we're it's like the great. Now Let's we're make it sexy. Yeah. And it's just it's just that intro. It's like bonk, 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 and it's just like yeah, it just jumps out at you. And what then I just like I always loved Eric AK's vocals. Yeah. No, again, he, he's a great singer. I'm, I'm always like, kind of like, it, it's one of those things where like Flotsam could have been like such a, I don't know, it seems like they could have been like such a bigger band. Like they, they just seem like yeah. the band now is sort of like earmarked as sort of like, oh, that band that Jason Newstead from Metallica used to be in. But, yeah, right. But, like, that was going to be my question was, why do you guys think Flotsam never got bigger than kind of on the, you know, the almost ran list? Yeah, they're on the fringe, right? Yeah, They've why did they the not? Why did they not hook all of us? And yeah, all gonna, of a sudden, we became crazy Flotsam and Jetsam fans. I'm gonna yeah. say it starts with the name. Uh, there, there are definitely worse band names. That's absolutely well, kick axe. Sure. Yeah, like, we know. We just talked about them. <laughs> Uncle, <laughs> but uh, I, I think they just they, 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 there's a if you listen to enough Flotsam and Jetsam. Especially like the early stuff, it's like it's very samey. They have like they have like a template. It's like listening to like a lot of early Slayer too. It's like this is what we do. We growl through yeah, the yeah. lyrics and then we plow through like these like the horse, you know, winning solos and stuff, and then thrash it around. And it's like there's no intricacy, there's no nuance to any of the music, and it's it's easy to like just sound like any other band. Yeah, you I mean know? they're. They're and obviously good, right? They're 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 obviously really good. Yeah, you know, there's there's they, probably they, some story as to why they didn't break. They've had a pretty, from what I understand, a pretty consistent lineup as well um, over yeah. all these years. But they just canceled their tour recently. They were going out on tour, and uh, they canceled due to lack of lack of ticket sales. Yeah, wow. really? That's yeah. yeah. Well, shit. Even Anthrax did that too. So. True. Yeah, that was Europe, though. I mean, they they did all right here. Well, they, they, it wasn't so much a lack in, in, in Anthrax's case. Yeah, to be to be honest, it was more sort of like the just really expensive logistics of paying for yeah. all the fuel and to pay for the road crew and all that stuff. It was just sort of untenable. But it, again, like I remember, like listening to like Doomsday for the Deceiver, thinking like. I like Metallica a lot. It's a great record. But th- and I think that that told me it was sort of like 
ride the lightning, kill them all, and then Flotsam was there somewhere in my little little case of uh, cassettes and stuff. And my brother had this one, and it's like they're pretty good. We were listening to like Testament to Legacy at that point as well. But uh, now we're moving on to another band that we could probably ask the same question about uh, New Jersey's own Overkill with Elimination. <laughs> that's the only way you can pronounce it. So anyway. I'm, I'm going I'm to make it through this whole thing. <laughs> uh, Open your mind. On. Open this your mind. Def- definitely a thrash heavy set. That you yeah, have. yeah, that's that's definitely. definitely. And, and a great, like, like really tasty chunks, too. So, so I, I, tell, tell us about your like love of Overkill. Okay, so to me, this is definitive East Coast thrash. You know, there's 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 a definite distinction. You, you know, I think the East Coast stuff, Anthrax, you know, Overkill, some of the the bands like you know, because I played in the thrash scene in Philly back then. You know. Dominance and Anvil Bitch, like the Philly band, yeah, Deadly yeah, Blessing from Jersey. There was, it just had a fucking edge, man. You, you know, and it was very in your face. You know, very, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Less, you know, <laughs> it was less of the, less of the, you know, Slayer, Hell, Devil mm. shit. And, and, you know, the, the Sad Boy Metallica kind of stuff. It was real, let's face it, they're Sad Boy lyrics. But, Sad boy. <laughs> Sad they boy. are. They're all about James's trauma. Okay, they are. All right, they are. And, 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 and just and, needs and a hug. Million records. It needs a hug. And they sold a million records. I get it. Okay, but the records. East Coast, East Coast stuff always just, you know, and even yeah, you know, but, but again, just has, if you if you look at some really early pictures of uh, Overkill, oh. a lot of face paint. Oh yeah, yeah. When, they, when Dan Spitz was in the band. Yeah, yeah. Even like some sort of like juggalo sort of. <laughs> but you know what? I, I mean, this time he's right, man. It's like if you were around this area, say within an hour of Philly, you know, like up to like, you know, parts of Jersey, parts of like strange bits outside of Allentown and Reading, um, get up to like Unisound and, and places like that. Like there was definitely that edge. I mean, I think people, even now, like. People look at yeah. Philly like like a Phillies game. They're just like, holy hell! Yeah. Now, yeah. you're you're, yeah, it's, you're, it's, you're right. There, there there's definitely a sense. And again, I've only been on the East Coast for nearly 25 years now. Um, but uh, just a little while. A little while. Does that sound right? I've, since 2004, so like 20 years, 20 years, almost 20 years. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a different Philly vibe or East Coast vibe. But I think I like I like your distinction there, uh, Tom. Was like the sense like there was no trappings of like uh, being Satanist or being sort of like clowny or like there was some sort of gimmick going on. Yeah, no, uh, it was definitely straightforward. Mostly dudes coming to the show, lots of moshing. Lots, lots of, of moshing, yeah. Lots, lots of, of testosterone. Lots Colin, of lots Colin, of. Do you remember that scene? Cheap, I cheap wasn't. Beer. I wasn't able to get down to it to to see it live. That was not the area of the state that I lived in, but because um, we just we went down to Philly when I was older, but we didn't really go into a lot of the smaller clubs. Um, but certainly, I remember hearing a lot of those bands when they yeah. broke and got more popular. And uh, I think there has always been an East Coast edge. 
I, I think there's a, a very distinctive sound and overkill really captures it. I think the lyrics, not the, I shouldn't say lyrics, the singer, I I think that's one of the reasons they were held back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think just, so too. I just yeah. don't think he's he's marketable. I don't I no. don't think he's he's his energy's there. I just don't think it's a vocal that people go, oh, that's nice. And I, and I think that's always been. <laughs> we're we're, 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 we're going to come up on some. Uh, uh, well, we'll, we'll get, when we get to we'll, we'll get to some like you know King Diamond and stuff. We'll probably probably say have same say thing, the same thing too. Yep. Same thing. But again, like maybe this music did. I think that's the whole point. Like it didn't want to be marketable. That was that was. Yeah, kind of I, crack. I, I think they wanted to be marketable. Yeah. All right. So no, it's, now, but now it's, we, we come to Anthrax, uh first LP or second LP, but first LP with Joey Belladonna. Joey Belladonna. You know, spreading the uh, spreading the disease, and second track off the first side, we've got some Lone Justice. Yeah, yeah. man. So that baseline is definitely that. there. Hey, that's well, that's the baseline is the shit. That's let's, why. Let's, let's, I mean, where were you? You were like fourteen when this record came out. This yeah. came out in uh, '85. Yeah. So, yeah, I was 14. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, man. <laughs> I was 13 years old when this record came out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, once again, like there's there's that East Coast energy. Okay. At the base the bass line is just incredible on this song. Um who's, who's on bass on this? Is this uh This is Bello. Oh, is this, this is Bello? Bello. Yeah, this is oh. Bello. Um Been there from the beginning. Um, no, it was uh, Dan Wilker, right? Dan Wilker. Oh, well, yeah, he was on the first record. And, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah I wasn't sure when he at, failed. Uh, it, yeah, it, so it this is this is the first. So this is the first record with Bella. With Bella. Bella's, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, Charlie's nephew, right? Isn't Charlie's yeah. nephew? Out, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just I just love this record. I think I love this whole record more than Among the Living. This yeah. this there's yeah. yeah. That's okay, let you you can say that. We'll let you. Say I think. Well, again, I, it's that it's that early record energy that I was talking yeah. about earlier that I like. Yeah. You know, like these guys knew they were on the cusp and they were really, really pushing. Yeah. And you hear it in the record. You know, yeah, definitely. They, yeah, they, they, they hadn't quite worked out the formula. They they nailed the formula on Among the Living. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but they they were definitely like just we just came off of a little bit of. Uh, uh, overkill, and they're they're definitely contemporaries, and they're they're yeah. in the same stomping ground and stuff. But uh, and you know the, the the elimination record, which is what, what's the name of the album? Eliminator, I want to call it. What? Which which oh, album are you talking? The about? Overkill. Years of Decay. Years of uh, Decay. Yeah. But uh, you know th- this record was already a little bit further ahead, and I guess and that just that just depends like what 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 it means to be ahead, and like. This sounds like a song. Joey Belladonna is a, a palatable, powerful. Yeah, that's that's what I was. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Right, that's, to Colin's point, exactly. That's what difference. Yeah. Musically, there's not a huge difference between what Overkill was doing at this time and no. what Anthrax was doing. Okay, but having that marketable vocalist, okay, yeah, changed everything. Yeah, because yeah. Bobby's just not marketable. Joey is. You yeah. can uh, you can say oh I get this dude okay well and, and, and again like so, so we, we go back and we say like well we'll go back and listen to Fistful of Metal and go why didn't this record break like oh because they were held back by their singer um, 
quite quite likely. And and again, um, you know, the, the, these are both bands that broke on Megaforce. They're all part of like basically the same sort of scene, uh, and they, 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 they were obviously going to one another's shows. They, they shared. You know, Dan Spitz goes from Overkill to uh, to Anthrax, so there's 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 a little more incestuous relationship there too. But yeah, it, it, the thing that I would listen to is like this song has like those little kind of groovy breaks. It, it, it's like. You could hear Scott Ian like tweaking, kind of like let and, and Charlie like bringing it down into like a nice little groove, and then they like proceed forward. Whereas straightforward thrash metal is kind of like I don't know, it's 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 a little monotonous. But yeah, it's got a yeah. great the the chorus is a great hook. It's it's you know you could sing along with it. You know, I I I got this record. Uh, I think I might have told the story before at uh, one of the malls there in San Jose, I'm going to call it Northridge, anyhow, and I had like a lot of birthday money, so I bought that and Kiss Unmasked at the same time, so, drink. <laughs> Jeez, I already finished and, 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 If you could have like found two totally different albums. Or even one good, one absolutely time. terrible. Unmasked. I love them both, <laughs> but like, but you really can't like. It's like a toaster in the in the bathtub. It's like it's a really weird combination. <laughs> so oh, now we move on into the '90s with uh, Living Color and Times Up. A little surprised by this one. I was surprised, but like, I'm not now that it's the base of the whole idea. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was before. Yeah, now I'm so, like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Well, this, this, no, this is again. It's this to me. This is this was heavily influenced. You know, heavily influenced again by that East Coast thrash. Yeah, you know, it definitely, it definitely to, has a thrash feel to it. It's these guys are criminally song. underrated as musicians. Oh, they really are. Criminally really? underrated. I, I don't think they were. I, I think they were they were accurately rated. I think they're great. I think people appreciated them. I can't believe the bass player left the band. I just don't know if they ever got the musical. I don't. I just don't see it being promoted as much as other bands, and I think they should have been. Right. Well, I, I can tell you in the in the in the strange guitar circles that I traveled in in my lifetime. People have always, always, always loved Vernon Reed. Yeah. No, People, he, he was he put a record out with Bill Frizzell on in, on um, what's that weird record label that Zappa was on the, with the the, the listen, wow. listen to this fucking solo right Ryko now. disc. He put a Ryko yeah. disc record out with with uh, Bill Frizzell. Nuts. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. And but I mean. When when Muzz Skillings left the band, eventually replaced by the dude from Tackhead, Doug Wimbish. Doug Wimbish. And and like Doug is great, but he ain't Muzz Skillings. Muzz Skillings, funky mofo, dude. He's really technical, really great sound. So I think obviously this is a band that left became a postman. Yeah, right. Like he went and just took a job. Just took a job. So, so why, why did why didn't, why didn't Living Color get you know get bigger? I think after this album breaks, they, there's a couple singles that are like splashing up on MTV. 
but they're not getting like any of the cover. You know, the, the yeah, I, I think the I think the American audience just didn't take to them. You know, yeah. uh, and because they disappeared for a long time. They totally did. They weren't yeah. gone. They were playing in Europe. Yeah, but they they, they did have a, an album that came out after this. Uh, stain, stain, stain. Yeah. Right. Stain's yeah. a great record. But, but by then, it's like they were they weren't on the radio. They weren't on no. MTV. Just just as a lot of the '80s metal bands. And again, it's hard to call Living yeah. Color a metal band per se because they were definitely fluent in a there lot of go. different styles. Here we go. Now I can relax Ooh. a little bit. There you go. <laughs> How about some merciful fate, everybody? Dude, so Welcome this riff is just Princess so of Hell. Such a great riff. Yeah, I love this album. I love this whole fucking album. This album is so good. And then you know, in, in going back and listening to it um, after a time away, yeah. and kill the musicianship on this record is so good. You know, if you took Diamond's vocals and just muted them, okay. <laughs> Which might have made him more popular. I, I, I think. I think John Harden it, has, it, uh, has an anecdote about this, where it's like you could actually listen to, uh, you know, Merciful Fate or even like King Diamond, and just have the vocals just sort of removed, and it's like, yeah, this is a great band. What if like <laughs> Bruce Dickinson sang these kind of corny lyrics? Come on, I'm so much better, dude. King Diamond's awesome. I know, I know, I know. You, you, He's the you king. We all love. Oh hell, we all love the king. Okay, we do. We can't. You, there's no disparaging the king. All right, but again, I, I, I thought the theme was bass, and now the theme might be bands that were really be kick ass and huge if they That's had right. a singer. That's right. <laughs> bands of <laughs> shitty singers by Stymie. <laughs> you, you, you started off with like, you started off with, uh, with Rap Child and like Steve Harris like after that Stymie's like, also Rans. We're gonna we're gonna, up, we're gonna upgrade to Bruce Dickinson level and I know like, hey Paul Muzz Skillings is available. <laughs> but then the, the music on this album yeah, no, there's, there's some real, there's some real proggy shit on here. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, that's, I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's kind of strange, right? Like, you've got, it, like, every single record, like, for, like, the reality is, if you pull King Diamond out of this, this sound, these sound all sound like prog rock records. Yeah, they all yeah. sound like str- like strange, like one-offs by like uh, some metal-inspired. You know, King Crimson group or something. Girl Ungoff. <laughs> when did this record come out? This is just. Ooh, I think I'm going to say like 83. Eight, right. Do you think is that it's far back? 84. 84. Yeah. 84. The production on this record, the tones on this record, yeah. Bill, they don't sound dated at no. all. No. The like, guitar got, tones. There's great got tones this, on if every you went and saw a live man. band tomorrow. And they had this guitar sound. You'd be like, "Oh, they must be using modelers." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, but it, again, it, it, I think that's the thing too, Tom. Is like sometimes like these records, again, because in, in this case, like forty years old. It's like, you know what? I like this. I like this the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this again, is like, so we, good right there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just. Yeah. It's just such good breaks, good movements in this. 
and then there's yeah there's there's, inter- there's really interesting changes these little breaks like that like yeah. these little and textures then, man and, it's, and it's, then it's there's that, like that so whiny good. old lady singing <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you guys are killing me absolutely I, killing me you know I'm, I'm more of a I prefer wait, wait. I, I, I would want to do I would I would want to do like the reverse challenge now like just take out the music and just listen to the vocals that Oof. acapella King Diamond and let's see how like is that on YouTube anywhere did anybody oh, somebody had I, to have somebody that. had to right I, I think they're like torturing prisoners at Gitmo with it <laughs> David will find it there's I'll gotta be acoustic I mean uh, acapella oh and now we come to like big balls Super not. Another great four. riff. Damn. So this this, this monster. Is the geese. The geese is I mean, come on, geezer. And also he- writes the lyrics, and they got a pretty good guitarist, pretty good drummer, pretty good singer. Lots of cocaine. Yeah. Roll. I don't even know what a super knot is, but I think it has to do with cocaine. You know, this was one there were, <laughs> you know, I think Geezer and Tony were were starting to indulge their proggy leanings a little bit as as well. You know, not not to the point of, of technical ecstasy, but you know, there was there was there's there's hints of that coming. You know, yeah, on this record. You definitely get like yeah into the void and uh, the other songs are just like a little spacier, a little more epic. Yeah, a little spacey, yeah. right? And, and they were always like a blues jam band, you know, from 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 you know from the get go. Yeah, so this and, is, and, I, this is a banger as hell. Yeah, and they've this ended up here because one geezer, but yeah. you know I went through this real doom. Whole, over the last couple years, got really into some doomy shit, yeah. and um, I was like, "Yeah, it's all Black Sabbath." Inspired. It's all Black Sabbath, but like they just like you know they, they, they down tune it, they, they down tune it in. down, or they get a little, they get a little, yeah, you know, Cookie Monster vocals, but it's like, yeah, it's still Sabbath. Yeah, still I Sabbath. mean, some of the, some of this stuff, like to this day, and I'm not. Not the, like a Sabbath connoisseur of any stretch of any you know type, but it's like a, a, a Sabbath tune that I don't know will come on, and I will not recognize it immediately as Sabbath. And this happened with this song years ago. Like it started coming on, I'm like, who is Who's this? Yeah, like I don't, I don't think I heard it from the beginning. You know what I mean? I think I heard like the groovy, the groovy kind of heavy part, and I was like, who is this? And I, sure enough, I pull out Shazam, and it's like. Sound that I'm like, yeah. But, oh, see, that's the thing I that feel like people, I should know this. The other people know it's like oh. when, you, when you hear this, when you hear like the hi hats just sort of like just rattling, and you hear like that, that high soloing, it's like that's Black Sabbath. Yeah, who's who recorded all this cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> this breakdown is always so interesting to me. What a what a, a, a neat part to have. It's weird, right? In a, in a metal record, yeah. yeah. You get a you get a lot of feeling that like their records are just they're like we do this live let's just put it on the record yeah but but again like they 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 came from like diverse sort of musical backgrounds like Bill Ward was sort of like a jazz drummer jazz guy he does a, yeah. like a lot of swing stuff 
and he just kind of like he, he, he takes the band and, and definitely these too they take him into that, that different sort of direction and Tony follows him and but Ozzy doesn't play any instruments except for cocaine and <laughs> you know it's just like it, it works out like it's 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 pretty amazing to go back and just find like how um, like you say like it's like progressive but like they were they weren't constrained by like some sort of like simple formula either. No. And Ozzy plays the harmonica. Come on, he now. does play there the harmonica. That's <laughs> true. That's right. That's yes. not forget the wizard. Yes. Right. It, it might be. Wizard. It may be stuck with cocaine. He's the da- <laughs> not made he's the Davy Jones. The <laughs> he's the Davy Jones of harmonicas. Right. He is. So just, you know. just give Ozzy. Hey, speaking, the of, speaking of Ozzy, this could have been a this could have been a week in the metal that you know he's a. Uh, they're dragging him out to cons now. Oh man! Are they really? Just leave the man alone, dude. They had him. He was. He, I saw a thing on Facebook <laughs> oh, today. Yeah, he was, that's he right. was at, yeah. He was signing autographs till one forty-eight in the morning. Oh, oh my gosh! He's like got... he's he's over bent over to he's in this big black chair and he's like bent over and yeah. he probably I'm didn't like, even know it. That's okay. Dude, Sharon's got to stop need abusing the money. him. Just leave him alone. Ah, that's now we got some. Right. Uh, we got a little song called Bread Fan. This was a great thing to see. Some budgie on here. That was nice. Yeah. And this is a, a, a live version, it turns out, because uh, I guess that's all you could get from... Uh, no, I think yeah. I just wanted to match Stymies, because I didn't need yeah, to... We, we wanted the nine-minute version. No. <laughs> this is the no. seven-minute version. Yeah, seven-minute version. So, this is the, you know, in radio times, this is going to take a shit song. I'm on. I'm on the Apple, so the Apple has it at nine fifteen. Oh, uh, you, well, you have a different. Wow. Okay. So this one, it, you, you know, um, he says like, "Merry Christmas, everybody!" At the end. <laughs> so, I came to do this, you know, from the Metallica record, obviously, right? I mean, yeah. That was the end. That was the that was the doorway. Um, and then I started listening to them on their own, and I was just like, "Yeah, these guys had something cool going on." Yeah, it's kind of, they do. you know, musically. But again, the vocalist, right? It's like <laughs> he's a he's a little yeah. Getty Lee, right? He's a little he's, Getty Lee. He's, he's kind of like they're yeah. they're they're a, they're a power trio from I think from like the middle of uh, England. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the other this is definitely like a. We would call them hard rock, but they were definitely like sort of like cream, yes. cream sort of like with a little bit of like Led Zeppelin push to them, and they're they're kind of kind of contemporaries with like early Led Zeppelin too. They're like I think their first record comes out in '73 or so, um, but they're just incredibly badass and just kind of neglected. How, how did you besides Metallica? Did you 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 got into them a little bit more, Tom? Yeah. So you know. That was, you know, that Metallica, that, that Garage Days record was one of those records that turned me on to, to you know, to Budgie and was that Diamond the, Head, right? Yeah. And I think that was brain surgery, right? Right, and I think that was, and, and you know, if you listen to Lars, that was his intent, right, was was to Rip bring these bands. <laughs> but bring these, bring these bands out there that he loved. Okay, so people would go check them out. I went and I did exactly that. And um, yeah, they got, they're an interesting band. It's the, it's not quite Rush. It's a very British, 
Right? Like, you know, early working man. Yeah. Power Supply is a really good album. I like that one a lot. Yeah. My buddy's huge into Budgie and uh, has given me them in the past couple times, you know, remastered versions when they show up with bonus tracks. And uh, yeah, Power Supply is good. And I think In for the Kill is another one. And that's also really solid. Did they make did they make good on that that added attention back in the back in the garage days? They came to America for a little bit. Yeah, they they, they did. I think. And again, I want to say they played here in Allentown. They they did come back with, and, and that was part of like a tour with. Um, uh, I'm not gonna quite remember who they were with. Like maybe with Raven, also another three piece from England. Um, fucking Raven. They came out for like a really small <laughs> tour, but but, but not a lousy they, singer. <laughs> they should have made your list, Timey. <laughs> they should have made the list. <laughs> Weren't they on Mike's list? I feel like they were on Mike's list. What, Budgie? Raven. Oh, Raven. Raven. Oh, oh, they. Raven was on my list at, at some point for something. <laughs> yeah. So I got I got a funny Raven story. So. You know, Philly, when did you were you there? Did you go to Ultimate Revenge too? Mm, I'm gonna say rock? no. Well, who else played? Just as though this were like a rock concert. Did you forget going to Ultimate Revenge solo? Too. Yeah, step out. It's Death, Death Angel. No, no, Death, not Death Angel. Dark Angel. Dark Angel. I was that there. guy. Yeah, for that sure. That guy. That, yeah, that guy nearly broke my neck when he stood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. fat fuck knocked me out. Um, <laughs> So Raven was last. They were like, you know, the closure. The Is anybody still there? Dude, there was nobody there. <laughs> nobody there. So, you know, we had been there for this show. Was fuck, it was, was really it? long? It was one of the first times I ever sat upstairs at the truck. Dude, because it was like eight nine hours long. Yeah. Like we left to go buy more drugs. Got ripped <laughs> off. Came back, um, and. Raven was on, and in, in the video, they edited the crowd from earlier in the show. <laughs> during Raven, there's like literally 20 people in the truck. It's like me and two of my buddies were like standing right there at the foot of the stage. And, but yeah, yeah. That's funny, dude. So it's, it's, it was good times, good times. Yeah, but, well, that's that's on uh, that's on YouTube. So yes, it is on YouTube. Um, and if you wow. slow down the part with Dark Angel, you can see the guy stage dive. You see this, this, this chicken little spiky blonde hair. That's me, and I get crushed. Was Forbidden at that show? Forbidden was at that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yes. like a hell of a lineup. It was a hell of a lineup. Yeah, it was, it was good. Faith or Fear, local. You know, dude, Razor Fear was killer, dude. Punishment area, baby. Grab Justin to the punishment area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all day in the pit, like, just getting soaked and sweaty. So the next one on the list. Oh, I'm so excited about this. What are you, come on, man. Dude, Charger's awesome. Colin, Colin's tail is wagging. <laughs> I found them on Bandcamp, and I love them. All right. These guys are so good. They're like Motorhead. Yeah. 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 And they pretty much tell you they're Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> they make no yeah, bones about it. So their first EP's really good. 
um, you know, this and that. <laughs> Again, I know why the song made the list. Yeah. But very Motorhead. Unabashedly. Oh, yeah. Has that unashamedly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Motorhead. Hold on. Are we yeah. already on the Charger? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're already on the Charger. Are you guys are on Charger? Yes, we are. Yeah. They, they're on Spotify, so they jumped ahead. Okay. So I'm going what's to. Your, what's your count there, Colin Bosler? 35 seconds. 35 All right. seconds. All right, cool. I'm, I'm with you. Right. I so, mean that drum that drum beat is copy and pasted straight out of Filthy Phil's. Uh, yeah, it, oh, it, yeah it's, the whole it's, thing, dude. The whole thing's Motorhead. The whole thing's Motorhead. I think I'm caught up. Are we about forty seconds? Fifty-four. Fifty-five. Fifty-three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So a couple seconds left. But I, I, you know, came across this because I'm a uh, Matt Freeman fan, and. Um, I heard it and I was like, holy shit. I was not expecting this <laughs> at all. I was expecting something, you know, more along the lines. And it's a power trio again, mm-hmm. which could also be a theme here. I love power trios. Um, they strip. And they don't, they don't give. There's, there's some British band that's also trying to do a very similar thing um, that isn't quite as good as this. So, you know. so tell, tell us about Charger then, Tom. They're like, they're like a, a recent band. Yeah, this is just something that that Matt Freeman from um, Rancid and Operation Ivy. Okay. You know, he got together with a couple of his buddies, and they wanted to, he wanted to do, you know, a classic metal record. You okay. know, so this song I think is the most Motorheader heady of the of the of the record. Um, it's also probably the best song in the EP, but they they veer off a little bit on the other songs uh, but he's like yeah I just want to do straight ahead hard hitting you know yeah. new yeah, wave British like a, heavy a lot, metal a lot style of the fast record. Eddie licks to it too it's like it's very tasty yeah yeah so it's just you know just ballsy and in your face and, and I think there's paying homage to a band and doing a ripoff, right? And I think right. these guys are really genuinely paying homage yeah. to yeah, and paying yeah, tribute that's, yeah, that's, to that, that's, a, that's a key difference. Right. It's kind of like we, we talked to like the classic 76 guys. It's sort of like, yeah, we sound like Kiss, like 76, but like we're doing our own songs and also they cover them too. Before we get into this next song, if you guys want to just give Stymie a minute. Give him a minute. He's just got a thing for this band. I love this band. He's for, good, for you, David. This is one of yours, right? No, man. I mean, I think they're cool, but Stymie is the guy for band. I love this band. Love this All band. Right. So here we I got think some uh, Borderlines by Baroness. Yeah. So, again, amazing bass, right? But, yeah. So this is from the Golden Grey record. This is the first record with with Gina and um, you know the, the rhythm section had been together for Rob Purple you know Seb and, and um, uh, what the hell's his name Nick Jost um, which and the the sound of the band completely changed with that different rhythm section you know it wasn't as heavy it was that southern previously the early records were more um more on the same lines as like early Mastodon, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, it does definitely have sounds like that. And it, it was yeah. kind of in that in that genre, right? They're from, originally from Georgia. Right? It's that same same kind of vibe. Mm. Um, but this record, they really, I think, said, okay, this is the template. We're kind of in this. We came from this metal genre, and where can we go from here? You know, and they just took it and it just made it bigger. I mean, this band just sounds massive. Yeah. And Dave and I saw them at Kung Fu Necktie with 140 other people in the room. And, <laughs> and it sounded massive. Yeah. You know, they just write these epics. Now, I think the latest record, they're getting a little into the self important. Every song's the greatest song written ever territory, um, which is a dangerous place to go. You kind of start to lose me when you go there. But yeah. well, they're—I t- mean, they're a tough group. It's like the sound that they have is both like enchanting and exhausting, right? It's just it's so much going on, and none of it bad. It's all lift. It's all lift. Like it's, like it's, it's all it's, there. It's, like it's like in in, in it's the power, language it's of Michael it's Stamps metal on on like a, it's, uh, like in, a steroid. In the, in the language of Michael Stamps, it's like sitting down for like a huge steak dinner with the potatoes and the vegetables, and then someone brings you out like cheesecake and chocolate tort, <laughs> and you're just like, how rich and thick can this get? Yeah, because the. The, like everything this from like, this solo, yeah, it's like the 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 guitar sound, just the the sound of the guitar itself, the sound of the drums, the vocals, the harmonies. It's so lush that when you're when the song is over, you're like you're exhausted. <laughs> and we listen to these guys plays live for an hour and twenty minutes or something. I'm just like, and, and, oh my god! And that's a good thing to do. It's like it's like it, it once a couple of years. It's it's immensely satisfying. I guess Paradise doesn't cheat you at all. No, you're getting you're getting your money's worth. Man. Yeah, and I mean, again, like the the Mastodon parallel is really no good. covers, no covers there, no, no covers. covers, no covers. <laughs> good points, time. I'd really no love to hear there. these guys bust out a little Steely Dan though. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe some air supply or something. It'd be nice, man. Um, these and 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 as a side note, these guys are on the road right now and. Uh, Locally, they'll be playing with favorite Escuela Grind. When is that? Ooh. They're playing. Uh, I'll send you the link. Thank you. Yeah. What's the date of that? Uh, I'll get to look it up. I saw it and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. It's not December 1st, is it? I think it is. Uh, I, I think I booked a gig the same night. December 2nd, I'll be in New York City seeing the last Kiss show for the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last, huh? The last, yeah. The last Another of this book. tour. The yeah. last booked at this tour, yeah. Heard that one before. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, man. They said it's the last one. I was also at the last, last one. Right. We all were. <laughs> Just because we're mentioning Kiss again and everybody has to drink, is there also like a Kiss butt plug? That's in probably. Gene's That's, personal collection. I mean, I think, I think it's, Gene, it's, it's in Gene like right now. That's, <laughs> That's how he knows it's time to retire. If he's playing and it falls out. Why, why didn't I come up with that? He's like playing Detroit Rock City and it's just here. Oh. <laughs> oh, 
Thank you and good night. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of girls out there would love the the demon to go into their buttholes and just wear like a little dragon tail on the end. No, dude. I, right, think, so... I think they're in Philly. I just had it up, and then I lost it. Ah, well, everybody knows December first union transfer. Fuck. Oh, except in Philly, they're playing with Zorn, dude. Zorn kills. Who's, oh, wait, who's Steve, with Quail of Grind is with Zorn? Or, or, no, no. Baroness, it, is, Baroness with is with Zorn. And when is it? Uh, December 1st at, at Union Transfer, which is a great, great venue. But if you want to get a beer, um, there's no difference in volume from the the main hall <laughs> to the bar. <laughs> so good is, which is no relief. There's no relief. No, it's a lab room. Um, it's a good room. Great room. It's a loud room. Listen, that baseline. Alright, so now we got some ghosts coming back. That's a callback. And we just got off the topic of, again of butt plugs. Um, we so just did. Is, uh, wow. Clave con Dio. Yeah, so I love I love the first album. Yeah. That translates uh, to the god of the clave. Is that what so, it which is? means what? I'm just kidding. I What's the clave? Clave is clave. Clave is a key. There's no clavanova. No, the clave is that, that Latin rhythm really, that you can't put down. Really low in the mix with the clavanova. Um, uh, now, when I first heard this this record, I was blown away. You yeah. Know, I, I remember picking it up and, um, you know. So, the... What's the song? Um... On which record? Where 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 are you stuck? This is this is the uh, Opus Eponymous record. Opus Eponymous record. Okay. So, you know, there was this whole sing along Satan part, and um, my kids loved it. They were young. Yeah. <laughs> There's so a lot gotta, of good, this record has a lot of good sing along Satan parts. For what? Yeah, it does. And uh, the kids picked right up on it, right? And uh, especially my daughter, who was you know, however old when this came out, and. So we're going in around in the family vehicle, and I got it on the car. My wife's there, and the kids, and they start singing along. Uh oh! You know, with the hail Satan shit. Nice. Oh man, it was great. She was she pleased. It. Yeah, she was very pleased with Stymie uh, <laughs> at that time. Very pleased. But you know, you heard this record, and it was like, there's, it's familiar. You know, it's got books galore yes. that these kids are picking up on it. You know, yeah. And I was like, this thing's good. This is going to be huge. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, I think they the whole shtick just—they nailed it, man. I mean, they just—it's like they studied what people needed to hear and put it on a record, man. It's this is uh, you know when this record came out. I was like, it's kind of like if the dudes from Voivod started a Blue Oyster Cult cover band. <laughs> right? But I really liked it. Um, so when did this and, record come out? And the out? thing is, this came out 2010. Okay. Um, but then the later records, just not enough Satan, to be honest. Not enough yeah. Satan? Well, they made so it more popular for the radio. Yeah. 2010 this came out? Yeah, yeah, it was like right after I moved into this house, like the year after we moved into yeah. where we're at now. 
Yeah, my daughter was six, and she's in the backseat singing about Satan. Yeah, so, my yeah, daughter was I one. Some, I, caught, I caught some shit for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Satan's just another character. Like yeah, Jesus. pretty much. But they cleaned it up, I think, for, for popularity purposes. You know, you for think? acceptance purposes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. These, you know, these, they knew like, where the money is, and money's not thinking hippie, about like Satan. clap along and dance songs about the devil, dude. That was that was like that's not going to make you money. But again, like they bring it in at like a tasty three and a half. It's like boom, it that's is tasty. Right, yeah. it's, oh, it's perfect. right in the can. That's how that goes. Now we got some Voivod. Do love some Voivod. Some nothing face. I think this has been on someone else's list before. I think David, you brought some nothing face. I've some brought point. some. I brought something from this record before. I I, I love Voivod, man. Stymie turned me on to the older stuff, the more thrashy stuff. I think this is the perf. This record is the perfect entree into Voivod. It kind of gives you their blueprint, so you know how they work, and then you can go back and listen to like the rougher, thrashier stuff and understand it. And then, honestly, the new stuff. I'm not. I'm not all there on the new stuff. I mean, you lost like two guys, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, guitar player, guitar Black player died gone. of the cancer. Gone, the bass player left. Yeah. I think it's just the singer and the drummer. And Jimmy quit. Johnny got married. <laughs> Jody got married. That's right. Jody got married. They should have known they were never going to get Piggy, Piggy, Piggy got right. cancer. This is the summer of '69. Yeah. Yeah. They all got. They all got nicknames. But that was their whole thing, you know. It was a, they didn't have, they didn't use their real names initially. Yeah. It was away and piggy, lacky, lacky. And what was they? What was the fourth guy? It's the fourth boy bot. Snake. The, the fourth bot. The singer is Snake. 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 Yes. Snake. <laughs> hey, Snake. How come you have snake. a cool name? I'm gonna call you away. What's that supposed to snake? mean? Nope. Snakes. I don't know no snakes. Thunder Sticks yeah. was already taken. So. Right. Snake. No, but it's like it's like the singer's snake, the guitar player's piggy. It's like, come on, man. They had cool guitars though. Yeah, they they, they were just different, you know. Canadians, and man, this was, was yeah, right. Like, uh, I think they're French Canadian too, right? The Montreal biggest, biggest thing to come out of Canada since Gordon Lightfoot. Rest in peace, Gordon. Rest in peace. Is he dead? Yeah, he is dead. He, he died, died this recently. year, I think. Yeah, yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll out. take that off the bucket list. <laughs> Gordon <Aww>. Deadfoot. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna rename. Fires were about. Come on. I mean, we're gonna rename. Um, we're gonna rename uh, Witchbeard to Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Deadfoot. <laughs> when, when are we gonna get some Witchfoot or Witch Witchbeard? Oh, Witchbeard. I keep giving my riffs to my other bands. So, That's right. Um, Stimey gives his riffs away. Yeah. This is fascinating. I never noticed how primacy this is. Does it sound like primus? Well, I mean, super proggy, you know? It's super proggy. You know, and that's they managed to really nail it, man. I think, uh, you know who had uh, had Voivod on their mixtape? was Joey Mahoney. Had the astronomy Very domain. Tough. Okay. That, okay. I, I, again, I was like getting, one of the greatest covers. Billy Whip there. One of the greatest covers yeah. ever. Blue Oyster Cult, right? No, uh, Pink that's Floyd. That's Pink Floyd. That's uh, oh, oh, I'm thinking their, of their recording of that is so, It's just so good. But I mean, this this that's whole Sid record, Barrett era Floyd, right? Yeah, old stuff, man. Yeah. But this record, you could put this record on beginning to end and never hit pause. Every song is good, groovy. 
Yeah. 89. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting Colin's point too. It does have like a little primacy feel to it. Yeah. Where it's like, and, 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 and in that sense too, like it can be like a little exhausting as well. It's like, it can be, yeah. It's sort of like, oh, you guys are like, uh, you know, maestros at your, you know, at, at your instruments and stuff. It's like, well, where's the song? But it, it, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely happened. When will you be actually playing music together? I, did you guys I, have a song? You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, not, but this 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 really um, this this record predates for any of us really heard sure, of Primus. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. Nah. We, heard Prim- we heard of Primus around the same time. Okay. Uh, so uh, what do you think? Some, Pete uh, turned me on to Primus when I was in high school. We got we got some. Uh, so some, it was, yeah, it's probably six months apart. We got some Rollins band here. Some Grip. Oh yeah, I just had this record post Black Flag. I was listening to Henry today, except now that his the early Rollins band stuff is on streaming now. So yeah, is it now? Yeah, it's yeah. So Tom, tell us about your uh, your love of Black Flag and uh, and Hank. Well, this was, you know, um, again, I think at this point in, in my life, I was. I was really coming out of a heavy thrash existence for several years you know like thrash was all encompassing and and my life and my mind had kind of wanted to hear some some new sounds and you know these Rollins records had that same kind of energy that same kind of edge you know and would get heavy but there's some killer musicianship going on, and there's yeah. some, you know, I mean, this band is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Every every player in this band, and it was like, yeah, this guy went from playing, you know, just yelling over shit, frankly, <laughs> shit musicians, frankly. I mean, come yeah. on, these guys really, those guys couldn't play, okay? And then. You saw what this guy could do when he had a killer band behind him. Yeah. And, you know, had the most success of his career, you, you know, um, musically anyway. Yeah. So he got tired. He basically said, I'm tired of playing metal. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a weird moment, too, right? Like, and again, like, we, we could easily just jigger that and say, like, it's from the 80s to the 90s. We're like... You know, guys who were like in these underground bands and stuff, like Black Flag was, it's like a sort of like West Coast punk band. And then they get tuned on, not so much like MTV, but the idea, like if you got like on a big record label and you get like, you know, you know, really good musicians and a good producer, you can move a lot of units and your your sound, everything about you creatively uh, becomes like so much more spacious and less sort of like crude and, and and again like a lot of people would just like say like well that's that's what the whole 90s sellout was yeah uh, like, my first time seeing Rollins was at uh, the first Lollapalooza and it's like and, oh, and again wow. like the guy was like a fucking primal force um, and and again like most people there probably couldn't tell you like one of the you know Black Flag songs except for like maybe uh, TV Party which is uh, <laughs> awesome but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Rollins in retrospect would tell you that he was always a jazz guy and roots rock guy. 
Yeah. You know, so when he put out like Henrietta Collins and the wife beating child haters, uh, you know, with like a Lou Reed tune on it and a Chuck, uh, like a, uh, not a Chuck Berry song, like a, uh, I'm trying to think what, what some of the other covers were. And then the, the live record, uh, do it, not do it, uh, do it was the straight up record. But yeah, anyway, uh, hard volume, I think was the, the live record. Um, but like covers of like, Move right in the Lou Reed song, and um, uh, what's that? I, it doesn't even matter. So, and then so, you know, and so the, many the, good the, movements in this track here. But he's yeah, got, I've never heard know, this before. This is this is very interesting. He's got I'm, that I'm, that bass player um, Andrew track, Weiss, Andrew Weiss, yeah. and the drummer Sim Kane. They were like they they were kind of did the the studio scene for a while. But Andrew, like he produced and played bass on like the first three Ween records. Yeah, he left. He left Rollins to be a weed full time. Yeah, to go on tour with them. But um, yeah, I mean, great band. You know, Chris Haskett, I think, on guitar. Dude, yeah, yeah, killer guitar yeah. player. Really there's, good there's, sound. there's like a there, there's like a great sort of story too about like uh, Black Flag and like the late days of Black Flag, like taking their band up to like spots in the Pacific Northwest and like just bringing their sort of like. It was uh, it was punk rock, but it was like a little metally sludgy, sort of like, kind of like what you're hearing here, but like not so virtuoso. And kind of, yeah, I think I think Jerry Cantrell like saw him, and, and other you know fuckers saw him too. And I was like, okay, you can, you could hear a little Soundgarden in there. You could hear a little what, whatever else is. Uh, here we come to uh, this song. I know. This song is great. I was gonna say we need. Oh, this is where we need to leave, let, let Michael have a moment. Yeah, you guys love your metal church. Damn, yeah, metal church. Saw them live. They were here we go. Here's your Pacific Northwest right here. Yeah. So this is Potamus Records. This is fucking drums. He said amazing. Eponymous Records. Also, the song called Metal Church. The band is called Metal Church. What else? From the album Metal Church. Yeah. <laughs> song Metal Church from the regular Metal Church by a little band no Pacific Northwest called Metal Church. Let's all go to the Metal Church. Tom, what brings you to Metal Church today? So, what? This was a this was a random buy at the record store. I saw the cover. The cover art blew me away. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. The guitar sticking in the ground. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah it's got like, like a, a graveyard or something. Yeah, and it's like it was burnt. It's all charred. It's just charred. It's <laughs> right? And then I put the tape in, and I hear this fucking drum. It's just powered. It's just massive, huge drums, and the bass comes in. I was like, oh my god! And then these screaming vocals that were just unpleasant. There's <laughs> I think they changed singers after this record, you know. But you know, they got the same singer for the dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's got this, but it's just nasty. It's just nasty, nasty, and heavy. And the riffs are absolutely killer. It's like this is everything you love in a metal song. This is right here. It's, it's like yeah. just encapsulated for me. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're great, man. I, I I bought the dark the same way. I I was like looking for a new record, saw the cover. I'm like, I'm buying this. Was not disappointed. Like, funny story, of course. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who are listening to the podcast and going like, that happened to me too. 
where you go to like, uh, you know, the, the music store, which is right. called Music Land. And it's like uh, Metallica, Electra, Metallica. And then it's like, what else is right there? Also from Electra. Also the same color, sort of like the back end yes, of the game. Yeah, yeah. It's like Metal Metallica. I already have Metal, uh, the Master Puppets one. Let me try the metal church, and it was called the dark. And it's like, all right, I'll try that. And it's like instantly just sort of like, just kind of like gets right into your veins. And then, then of course, then you have to do the back checking and go like, what else they got? Yeah. And then there's this record, and it's like not a fucking disappointment. It is amazing what these guys were doing. Yeah, really just kind of like, mm-hmm. they, they, they got no is, cred. No, no cred. But this this is a record that is solid beginning to end there is not a shit track on this whole record everyone is a bang you know and like i said to me it just encapsulated everything i wanted in a metal record you know the 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 riffs are killer the leads are killer the vocals are are nasty and kind of scary you know and 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 they got good guitar flourishes it's not like it's not thrashy at all it's like it has like a lot of like really good, just like you know, virtuoso playing to it. It's, yeah. It's not trying to be like we were already up there with, uh, you know, with uh, you know, we were listening to like some uh, you know, overkill and stuff. This is like some nuanced playing. Like these guys are like, let's do a song that has like these really interesting breaks, interesting movements. Right? And I, I see you doing it, Tom. It's like, yeah. That's that, yeah, that's that 80s, uh, like, pioneering guitar harmonies. Yeah, they yeah. got some groove. They got some groove. And they got some groove, right? They, they got, got some, some groove. They swing. Yeah. Like, they, 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 like, can, I, can I go, just, while we're grooving here, can I go back to Rollins for a second? Sure. Well, I got 20 do seconds. You, do you remember when they put that record out, Wartime? Yes, I have it. It's a great record, too. Great record. That's all. <laughs> I like that. Okay, um, Collins, Collins got that. It's uh, wartime fast oh, yeah. food. The record was fast food. The band for was called fast food for thought. Yep. That's, the that's definitely in the basement. Trust me. That's a great record. Great record. Yeah. That's also Andrew Weiss. Yeah. Another great album here. Uh, uh, we're we're still. And this is out. another band that never really took off, and I think yeah, yeah, because really of this. Are they also the Canadian? Fucking, this is another. This is another annoying singer See? band. That, this yeah. that really was your theme, Stymie. So <laughs> that really was some, your theme. Uh, we got to say it's a, lot, it's a lot easier yeah. the, the, to, be a, great, to be a bass player in a band with a bad singer. Annihilator doing Allison Hell. Oh, I remember so, when this record came out. Just just, just power riffage, just like good yeah. shit. Again, and this is like, Jeff. This is Jeff playing everything except drums. Jeff plays everything on this whole album. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, it's that 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 bass plug direct through the into the board sound. Yep. <laughs> and he's playing like a guitar player playing bass. Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> it's like him and the, yeah. and the the bass player for Halloween is the same way. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's no pocket. It's run direct, yeah. no pocket. Yeah, but yeah, I just, it, there's just, just something. This is another musically. Textured, oh, very, very nuanced, mm-hmm. 
just compositionally, like there's a ton of shit going on here that's absolutely killer. And then he starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. This is so. This is Allison Held. So this is a record that came out in 1989, and I don't. Again, like they're they're a band that most people obviously just missed, um, and and probably for good reason. They did have like videos on MTV. Did they? But he's the, the the singer sounds a lot like David Wayne from. Uh, from Metal Church that we just listened to. Like it, says here, it says this here song, that Jeff has uh, arranged some of these songs into unplugged versions. This this song could be like, you know, like uh, like the song The Dark off of the album called The Dark. <laughs> oh, but that part. It's like a pinch <laughs> harmonics of singing. Stop! It's awful. You yeah. don't need to do that. So I saw these guys open up. Uh, they opened for Testament yeah. at the Troc. Hmm. Probably in 1990. Um, and the singer in, in, in my band at the time, Vinyl Solution, Caesar, he knew the Annihilator guys because he had a show on um, Villanova Radio, the college air. Yeah. So we had we had passes. Right, so we got this. Is we're hanging out on the bus with Annihilator, and they're super nice because you know, very polite, offering us food and water. You know, <laughs> they were Canadians. just excited to have fans, right? They're excited to have fans and people that actually Tom, wanted to hang out with them. Tom, do you know any girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I really don't. Um, you, you know, so we got to get back in. You know, we've done our hang sesh. And uh, Testament's going to go on in a few minutes, and we're going to the back door of the truck, and we got our laminates, right? We think we're hot shit. <laughs> we walk up to the door with our laminates. Like a guy back facing the truck goes, you see this? Because those are annihilator mammal laminates, not Testament laminates. Oh, you can't get back yeah. in. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and the guys from Testament were standing there laughing that's such a dick move <laughs> they're just standing there laughing at us yeah, it's we're getting our balls busted we got back in we had to go through the front and explain but like with our tails between our legs you know, our laminates between our legs that's right laminates in the pocket now you don't do anything just yeah it's there. like you know yeah so the, the, the lead singer on these records here would have been one Randall Desmond Archibald also known as Randy Rage. The Rampage. Randy Rampage. <laughs> Randy Rampage. Snap it to a Slim Jim already. But, oh uh, yeah, I, Randy I, I, Rampage. I, I, so, I, I, so, Tom, let me tell you, this guy has his own model Epiphone. Did you know that? Yes. That's bananas, dude. There's just like dude. so many lineup changes in Annihilator that it's like. Oh, there's been a hundred people. Yeah, it's 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 it is uh, it's definitely on course for like maybe 40, 40 yeah, different. It's guys. Halloween-esque in its band members, right? And and, and with diminishing returns, um, but nevertheless, <laughs> it's like this. This is uh, it's. Uh, hold on, I gotta go pee. still current. You know who's their session drummer? It's of course Dave. Is it Dave Grohl. <laughs> uh, Dave Lombardo. Miss Lombardo. <laughs> 
He's listed as one of their current members. Of course, yeah. So, so of course, they come to this uh, this weird space. What's, going, what's going on here, man? What's happening? Am I at the what? dentist office? This is the metal version of uh, that Chicago song. What's the that? Oh, the that Chicago song. Which yeah, one? the uh, I don't know. Is it Color My World? Color My World with the piano, like doing the arpeggios. So tell us yeah, about this, Clef. It's pretty yeah. self-explanatory, right? Tell us about Clef. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory, you know? Because this was originally the end of my list, and I threw a couple of my own. Cliff Burton, numbers on there for keepers, but the, the, right? It was like, you know, he was to the metal bassist. Cliff was Jocko. You he know, was Jocko. He was, he, He's the Jocko of metal bass. Yeah. You know, the thing's a stretch. It's all in the context, Dave. Okay? I'm not comparing him to Jocko. You ass. Okay? <laughs> it's U.S. That's right. It's, it's in the metal frame. <laughs> Great right. reference. Okay, in the metal world. Floyd you know, he's stuff. He's, he's a god. Metallica <laughs> stuff. You know, I mean, he was by far the best actual musician in the band um i was gonna say this sounds a lot like the cassette i sent to hit parader in 1986 <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's self-explanatory right i mean it, yeah. it's it's cliff and then i think he was what 24 when he died yeah he was he was really young when he was doing this yeah. you know and it's like holy shit so yeah to, to circle back to Baroness, you know, there was always a rumor for years, and it's in the Scott Ian book, he mentions it, um, about how when they got off that tour, they were going to fire logs and get a good drummer. Huh. Right. So that was a rumor for a long time, and then, and then Scott came out with one of his, you know, one of his books couple years ago and he pretty much confirmed it because um, he was real tight with those dudes so to me Baroness reminds me of what Metallica could have been if they got a good drummer and Cliff lived you know because he was bringing in you know you listen to this stuff on Master and you know there's this esoteric stuff that was right. in there and that was all Cliff. Cliff wrote all that shit. He, you know? he, he, he partially wrote that. I, I, again, like I'm not. I'm gonna push back a little bit on you, Tom. Too. It's like the reason Metallica like uh, relocated to the Bay Area was because like they wanted to like definitely solidify Cliff as their base. Yeah. And that was one of his conditions. Uh, but like, like the recording of like. If you if you go and you listen to or you you read the the Mick Wall sort of uh, biography of the band, like and granted, like nobody's gonna say like Lars is like the best drummer, but he's not the worst drummer. Um, but uh, like Cliff was like not really like band member. He was like like when they were like in Denmark recording uh, Master of Puppets. He came in, he did his parts, and then he left. He went back home to mom and dad. And he wasn't oh, like no shit. And so he was he was definitely like a homebody. He was definitely sort of like in his own head, his own headspace. And we know he's like a legend because, you know, only simply because he like 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 Randy Rhodes. Like he, 
you know, Randy Rhodes put out two records, not counting the Quiet Riot records, but like, you know, Cliff put out three records. Um, so it's, it's easy to like deify them in a sort of way. Um, but uh, I don't know, there, there's, there's, there's that, that, that theory that they were going to like kick Lars out of his own band is like, I don't know. That, that's I'm a, waiting that's for a, I'm waiting for the uh, I'm watching the shining face of Colin Baza right now. Yeah, All this right. is neat. So I've, we, I've, we I've never heard this before. Here. What is this? Oh, I think this is you. Fellows. This is me. This is oh, this is so Tom. This is your own Philly based band. Well, it's my virtual band. It's not my actual band. So like a Zoom band. So the reason I put on there, and it wasn't just shameless, shameless self promotion is this band is made up 100% middle-aged metalheads. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> awesome. So we're all middle-aged dudes. Um, you know, Paul, the, the guy who kind of put all this together, we were in a band together back in the 90s, and, and we've been friends all these years. But he was in a band called Deadly Blessing um, back in the day. And... You know, we all kind of came from, all the other guys were, have done lots and lots of metal stuff over the years. So the pandemic hit, and um, we were all home, and we all have home studios. So he invited me to take part in this thing he was putting together. And we have never played together. We, have, we, we shot one really bad video uh, during a kind of pause in the pandemic there. Um, and... But that we've never actually played music together in the same room. So, which, which, which is makes it all the more incredible. And again, so for, for folks, this is uh, League of Mad Fellows doing a little track called All in Good Time, uh, which you can get on most streaming services. Uh, all, yeah, all, yeah. All, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, all. This, you guys got put some tasty shit together. Yeah, I love the chorus. Yeah, the harmonies are great. Yeah, it's good it, stuff. It, it, I I uh, I bought my half stack. It's no but it's it's great. It's not overkill, no. But these guys, the drummer, was um, actually in overkill one point. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> but who was it? He was in overkill one point, and he turns out he couldn't he couldn't sing though, so they got rid of him. And he was in Annihilator. He was no, he was in Faith or Fear. So. And I think he was an overkill for a hot minute. Yeah. This is great shit. Thank you. So Sounds like yeah, a little, so this, little living color like. A little bit of that there. Needs yeah. needs a little that bass could be a little more out front. <laughs> it, 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 it definitely Dave, like Dave, a, Dave knows how to pose it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good tasty vibe to it. That's a fretless actually. That uh, I mean, that whole that the, the whole record, the whole session set of sessions that you guys did are are just so well done. I mean, he's he's a he's a studio veteran, so it's no surprise. Yeah, he's but a great just, producer. Every bit of it is just all the all the critiques that you would have about a recording don't exist. Well, thank you, and 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 we have another one. All the music's in the can. We're waiting for the uh, vocals to get done. So, yeah, and it's even better. It's, a, it's, 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 it's actually a lot heavier. Now this band... It's my current band. It's also my current band. band. This, I saw these guys open for uh, Eyes of the Living at the fire, and they were fantastic. So this is a band that you actually perform with in the same room. Yeah, yes. We just sometimes on stage. 
Yeah, we just opened for Crowbar. Crowbar. Yeah, remember so we were talking about this is Empire Rock Club. Yes. Doing Gridlock. Gridlock. I'm not playing on this. This is from the album. This is from before I was with the band. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, so what attracted me to these guys was, you know, I think... Colin's nodding. Oh, this is awesome. I think, um, you know, I was like, you know, I'm getting older. I don't no. know how much. No. I don't know how much longer God, I can. God. You're just I, a young whippersnapper. I can, I can, I can. I'm Shablada. Do this thing, right? You know, um, can I still do this? And. And I love the songs. The songs are on this on this uh, EP they put out are, are really good. John's yeah. a really great writer and an incredible guitarist. And yet the, the guys can all really play. And, and um, yeah, I have to like work, you know, and like to keep <laughs> up with these guys. It's not easy. Um, like I, I I spend a lot of time right here in this spot, with this face in my hands, like just ripping through this stuff because these guys are really good. And um, now we're really starting to gel, and uh, turns out we have a show the same night as Baroness in ah, the same neighborhood. So that, that's why you were the groaning, the sort of like, yeah, that's like you got to talk but, to your agent or your booking. Yeah, person. yeah. I don't look at dates. I'm like, we put a good bill together. We got a good bill coming up on that December first show at the Fire. Um, so, so people could go to Philly and they could see Empire Rock Club playing. Uh, where are you going to be playing? The fire. Fire is a great, great venue for that. Fourth fire. and Gerard. Or you could go to Baroness at the Union uh, Transfer. You say? That was at uh, Union uh, Transfer, but you're going to be paying top dollar Union Transfer. That's yeah. a very cool that's, song. That's, uh, Thank you. But thank yeah, you, Tom, for like bring, bringing those last little tasty bits in there and just, yeah. So. Save and you, you probably have some other the, some dates of the best besides the Baroness. You know conflicting dates yeah yeah and people can but find your stuff where that's also everywhere so empire rock club with a empire y with, with a y yeah that's yeah, that's, that's e-m-p-y-r-e rock club so there was a late you know 80s when did the empire shut down was it the 90s Early oh, 90s? No, it would have shut down. I mean, if it was the 90s, it was like 90 or 91. Yeah, it was early. It was it early. Was, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was more was 88 or 89. But a club. It was, it was a club in Northeast Philly um, that you know had metal shows all the time, and they had all ages metal shows on Sundays. And uh, hell, who did I see? Actually, I saw Fates. Yeah, I, I saw Fates Warning there. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Closed closed in 1990. Yeah. Okay. So um, John Bon Jovi discovered Cinderella playing at the Empire Rock Club. That, so that was spelled that with an happens. I. It was spelled correctly. But Correct. Yeah. So it's a legendary like, place. It's a legendary place. And John yeah, had played there a ton when he was in Dominance. Um, I had been there a million times. Uh, you know, taking, we used to take public transportation from down by the airport where I lived all the way up to Northeast Philly. <sighs> You know, two hour two hour trek to go see Jesus. some metal, some all ages metal on a Sunday night. You know, that that's awesome, man. Those were the days. Yeah, man. You you know, and that's the thing about metal, right? 
and that's the thing about the, the you know the community that we were were a part of that you know especially when we were younger and and in our formative years where it was this community and you did that you made that effort you yeah. did that caravan of cars mm-hmm. to go see a friend's band show two states over you know or you did the bus trip right up to new york to go to go to a show or you like me and my buddy did we would take the trolley and then the L and then a bus. Yeah. Dude, you Southwest <laughs> guys all the were way crazy, man. The fucking commitment. That's commitment. Yeah, you made that commitment, right? Yeah, because because sure. this music was so important to you, yeah. right? This this that feeling that it gave you. You had to seek it out. You, you sought it out, you know, and and you were compelled. Yeah. You know to scratch that metal itch, you know. <laughs> On a Sunday night. Michael's like got something right for that. Now on a Michael's Sunday got night. something for that itch. Um, I think it's mostly uh, neosporin, or maybe some <laughs> uh, uh, some of that that, that that nice sort of like cream, the cortisone cream. I just bought all the Lego 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 from Bandcamp. Yeah. Or, or maybe hey, go- there you go. Maybe Ghost Thank has you for a the product for that. You're I welcome. don't know. I'm Could checking out. Agree to disagree right now. Oh. <laughs> groovy oh my goodness well hey um yeah it's good stuff right tom Pops thanks for water. bringing us this <laughs> stymie thanks for bringing us oh, your these are definitely mixtape. flash drive worthy oh no oh wow we've made the flash drive dude don't we've let them get made... your phone don't let them get your phone number <laughs> okay we, we've made I've, I've, I'm, just, I'm proud that we made the metal lords <laughs> we did I'm telling you right flash there. drive they're there making, them. They're there making them on tomorrow there you, there you go. He, he, that's the thing. It's like he's he's the tail's wagging. And he's like revving to oh, get out awesome. on the road, just like to put it in the flash drive and go. That's don't right. Trump, I gotta find some place to go tomorrow now. All right, let's land this plane. Tom Stymie, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing us your mi- mixtape. Uh, we're missing John Harden. I know he's missing you. Uh, for Colin Bosler, yep. Michael Stamp, for me, for Stymie, for the good of the world. Thanks for listening to Middle Aged Metalheads. Yeah.